0: everybody welcome back to you meet in a tavern presents void coming at you with episode eight kirk your pokemon game master alongside brian joe and chris jamal tinsley (laughs) who's (laughs) got the recap for me this time
1: let's see so we uh woke up No, no no we continued the day at void headquarters geneva had some more stuff to say to us we um she showed us she paid us In advance, I think, for the upcoming mission, or maybe a little bit more from the last mission, I can't remember. But either way, the face on the money, which somehow we didn't realize before, looked a whole lot like Max, the trainer that we fought at the end of our first mission. Uh, So we recognized that, thought it was kind of weird. That's like, a you know, money is like a government thing. Max was there, but he. we also found out from Geneva that he is part of this avarice industries, this... Uh, I guess hu- huge industrial company that's kind of everywhere in the world. So we, we deduced that there's some ties between the government and Avarice Industries. And she sent us on our way. Uh, we are going to the hydro plant, the power plant called Cerulean Hydro. And, uh, we met this guy. We passed a guard. We met this guy named Yellow. He was a farmer, a bunch of mill tanks on his farm. And, um, we talked him into stalling the guards or the the government officials that were supposed to be coming after us. So we have, like, more time for our ruse. Mortimer got a nose pass. Yeah. I remember that? That's exciting. And we're on our way to what Yellow said was a prison as part of the uh, power plant. I guess they're prisoners are slaves working for the PowerPoint or something, so... That's where we're at. We're we're on the road, and we just saw the officer come down, and I'm hoping yellow stops him.
0: Yep. So that sounds fairly accurate to me. So we'll we'll let that ride. Um, and the last thing I believe is you all kind of continued down um, what was called Moo Milk Mile, but is a lot longer than a mile. Um, and he was riding his. Um, uh uh Blitzel the, uh, the other way towards and waving his big uh straw hat. Uh, calling for attention to the, uh, you know, military police investigator, quality control type person that was coming the other way. So, uh, you guys are headed towards the end of Moo Milk Mile. If you remember, kind of in the haze, you could see these two spires with these bright blue kind of orbs on top of each spire. Um, we're in the distance, and you guys are walking that way. Um, the surroundings kind of remain the same uh, the dirt road continues as the, the path uh, ends um, you get a lot closer to uh, the spires and you can now see them uh, up close, they are just massive pieces of metal that protrude uh, out of the ground again with these bright blue orbs they kind of sit at six, seven stories tall and um, And as you come up to the end of the path, um, it's a very narrow wooden bridge that separates a fairly large uh, crevice between where you presume Moo Milk Mile to end and obviously to the other side of this bridge. On the other side of the bridge, on the other side of this crevasse, crevice is where those two spires protrude out from.
1: Can we see anything on the other side of the bridge? Like any guards or anybody in sight?
0: Um, not Nothing immediately, but uh, let's let's get a perception check out of you, June.
1: All right, sweet.
2: Good. Oh, just
0: June? June's keeping her eye out. Uh, up ahead. I'd say she's in, she's in front. Uh, I got a 23. Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. You see there's nothing immediately on the other side. You kind of see a path that uh, once you cross kind of a dirt path again, uh, kind of continues around a bend and you can just sort of see like the corner of almost like a makeshift kind of tent almost kind of like a tattered tent just the very very like upper corner of it is all you can really uh, make out and again this is kind of like a very bizarre rudimentary bridge in what is otherwise a very industrialized age so that's sticking out to you as well Mm -hmm. Um, why would this be the one thing that remains in such an archaic state Hmm. and again like again there's a stark contrast between these like huge spires with the blue orbs on top and again this kind of bizarre rickety bridge um, Mm. that is about uh, 30 feet long from one end to the other Which is what we are approaching Correct, yep, and that's kind of you're, you're funneled into that there's no real other distinct way across that you've noticed. This is clearly where Moo Milk Mile ends Okay,
2: and we can't see anybody on the other side of the bridge
0: Not right now, no
1: no, I th- I think June, you know, looking straight across, looking to see what was on the other side, staring up at these spires, is just walking straight ahead. She's not worried about the bridge. She she's not she didn't really pick up that it was weird. She's just trudging right along, moving towards it.
0: Um, I let me let me interject before you get onto the bridge, walking towards it. Um I'm gonna open it up for anybody to do an investigation, uh check on the spires themselves. I think it's something worth uh you know in your perceptor perceptive glance you might look up and see if you can twelve, out what, all right. Four. Okay. June's looking that way. Uh natural twenty. Okay, so um June, what sticks out about these is they they resemble something that would be that would generate power. However, it doesn't seem like they do. So it's uh like your initial mm. look is like, hey, is this a power conduit of some sort? Um, but that's immediately dispelled by there's no like hum of electricity in it. There's no motors to them uh, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So that, okay. that's kind of what you pick up from those from those towers. Um, back to the action, June. You're approaching the bridge. Um, and uh, this is probably worth noting. Where are your Pokemon right now,
1: Aaron? Uh- about to head on a rickety old bridge, my 120-pound Pokemon is in the ball.
0: Genius. That's kind of what I was hoping <laughs> you'd say.
2: Yeah, I'll suck up my guys, too.
3: Ugh. Rick Gasly is, is
0: following over Mortimer's shoulder. Um, okay. You guys uh, approach the bridge, and are you going to cross it, I presume? Yeah. Moving,
1: moving ahead. Getting out of the way of that guard.
0: Yeah. No, no so. time
1: to waste.
2: Uh, I'm gonna let June first cross the bridge she's very <laughs> gung-ho about
1: it and I'm gonna see how it see how it's looking so you're like holding Mortimer back as no, morttimer just... <laughs>
3: Mortimer shoulders past Jimmy and follows June across the bridge
0: <laughs> all right sure, whatever, fearless just, leader just walk across the brickety bridge uh I mean the bridge the bridge is a bit shaky under your steps but you both make it across no issues <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy uh, sees that and strolls across behind him.
0: Mortimer starts sawing yeah, the bridge.
1: The bridge collapses.
0: Uh, the bridge does not collapse. The bridge <laughs> is still <laughs> intact.
1: It had, it had two people left in it before it was just going to collapse.
0: <laughs> Unlike the crazy train car thing from season one, there's no there's no other uh, maliciousness within. It's just a rickety bridge. You, you guys cross okay. the bridge. Um, <laughs> As you cross the bridge, kind of around that dirt bend uh, that uh, Jimmy and June you guys noticed, um, it kind of coughs you out into what uh, is kind of like a two-tiered shanty town. Um, there's ragged tents of browns and burnt oranges on each level. Um, and in the middle of the lower level, just a large pot rests over an open fire uh, with a bunch of different individuals of varying ages and sizes are surrounding it. Uh, their clothes were also tattered. Their skin is kind of leathered uh, from the sun. Uh, and they're, they all seem to anxiously await whatever's being made within this pot. Um, hmm. I, I'll, I'll say, Just give me a perception check real quick. Uh, n- uh, nine 17 eight. Okay so uh, June you're able to quickly deduce there's about 12 to 15 people kind of surrounding surrounding this um, surrounding the fire with the pot on it. Um, there's looks to be more uh, tents and places to sleep than there are individuals in like around the fire right now. Mm-hmm. Um, And you just see kind of a, a large, larger man from the distance you're at. You can't really make out any features, but he's the one kind of stoking the flames to the pot and seems to be commanding kind of the attention of everybody else. Perhaps uh, an appointed leader or just people, someone people look up to. Um, and that's that's what you see. That's what you get.
2: And they're where, relative to the other end of the bridge straight in front of us.
0: No, so they're kind of around the bend. So you peeled this corner, and there's like a two-tiered, again, kind of like shanty town made of tents. They're on the lower tier, right in the middle, kind of everybody sitting around a type of uh, campfire pot boiling with something in it, about 12 to 15 people, and there's one gentleman that's in the middle cooking um, or doing something with the pot that, again. To you, your immediate uh, inclination is this person is either in charge of some sort or he's the de facto leader, whatever, whatever the context you want to put that in for yourself.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Okay. well, June, the leader, what are you what are you doing?
1: (laughs) Well, I guess she recognized this and um, you know what? She beeps in her watch. She goes and calls Geneva. That is not that
2: is
3: and it doesn't work because that's not the correct sound.
0: So Geneva's watch beep, goes beep, off. Beep, 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 beep. There you go. There we go. Geneva's uh, uh yeah, Geneva. Wait.
1: wait, wait, what? What was I saying? that If beep, 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 that's that is impossible, you
0: missed one of the beeps. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. You, it was definitely wrong the
3: first time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's. No, 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 if, no, I gotta face that. They're two different things. Okay. Whatever. All right, Geneva. No. June June talks
0: into her watch like. June, Geneva, what's up? Talk to me. Geneva,
1: we ha- we are close to the power plant, but it doesn't seem that it's on. We saw these spires, and but there's no power going to them. I'm not sure what's going on. We're we're about to infiltrate a camp of homeless people, maybe. Uh, we're we're right in front. We're we're close, but um, so far no activity. Um,
2: she she Jimmy, think- hold on. Jimmy grabs the. The thing away from oh my, wait it's your watch wrist. right
0: it's the wrist <laughs> watch yeah Jimmy
1: Jimmy grabs the
2: wrist and puts it up his mouth he says and you sent us to a fucking prison this is a
0: prison and j- she thinks she so and he hands the wrist back with a an angry you just kind of hear nothing which you know to you indicates maybe Geneva's thinking for a second or maybe she's not she's laughing who knows but <laughs> she, she she chimes back in and she says power conduits with no power going to them my. My first gut would be they are either not power conduits and they serve a different purpose, or there's something wrong at the power plant. And she goes, "Jimmy is fine. so." so she's got like Jimmy, and she's like speaking up so you can hear from June's watch. She goes, "What's what's the situation surrounding this prison? Are there guards? Are there military police around? Or is is or is there purpose?" something else somewhere else are they tasked with different things and she just kind of goes that's something you'll have to figure out uh anything else and she like june anything else
1: i I guess not we'll keep investigating i just wanted to keep you up to snuff on what we're doing
0: sounds good buzz me in if you figure out what those two uh power conduits are for you didn't say two but whatever we'll say you said two two power conduits and then two (laughs) there were two of
1: them by the way (laughs)
0: that's (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's the exact number
0: I thought there would be
1: <laughs> uh, alright so uh, June turns to Jimmy Jimmy you're the sweet talker why don't you uh, I, there's the leader is up there by the pot I assume he's the biggest guy in this bunch um, do your thing let's find out more about
3: I would like to point out that I sweet talked uh, Yella
1: myself <laughs> um, maybe I'm the sweet talker of the group you know what? These people look a-, a little downtrodden. Maybe you would be a better person, Mortimer. I—I I mean, I. No I offense, mean, Jimmy. <laughs>
3: Jimmy is.
2: Jimmy places his hand theatrically on his chest. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy, as if he would not be a friend of the downtrodden.
3: Jimmy does look more homeless than I do, but I mean, I look like <laughs> I've worked my whole life. So I—I'll give it. A, I mean, I'll give it a
1: shot. Go for it. We're right behind you. <laughs>
3: Um. Before approaching the group, Mortimer puts Rick Gasly back in his ball. Okay. And then uh, Mortimer makes his way over.
0: Okay. Makes makes his way down. Um, June, Jimmy, are you all following or are you guys kind of hanging back?
2: I'm following. I'll, yeah, I'm following for uh, sure. I, I, I'm going to walk up like I'm with him, actually. Yep. I'll, I'll say. Yeah.
0: Yep. Okay. Um. So as you approach the 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 masses you know kind of uh become a little bit more clear to you there's young women older women older gentlemen you know teenagers all of different uh ethnic backgrounds heights shapes sizes um but again the guy in the middle kind of you know stoking the the large pot is just a large burly man um kind of like a Uh, despite how big he is, his face is kind of a little bit more gaunt uh, from just a burden or, you know, just physical labor, manual labor Um, he wears a navy blue jumper, the top half rolled down to his waist uh, a white sweat stained t-shirt and brown work boots um, uh, shoulder length uh, (coughs) long brown hair that's pulled back into a tight knot uh, and it matches just a long brown beard Um, and Morty, since you're going up first, I will, uh, ask you to do a perception check, please. 13. Um, so under his beard, you see this bizarre, is a silver band around his neck and, um, along kind of like between his Adam's apple and I guess the 90 degree mark on his neck uh, on this band is just a, a kind of like a blinking blue light that's just like, boom. And um, as you approach closer, the guy kind of like seems to stretch, you know, from being bent over the pot and he catches you out of the corner uh, out of the corner of his eye and he just kind of grunts like, um, who are you? I, uh, hi, hi
3: there, friend. I, my name is, uh, Monima. These are my friends, uh, June and Jimmy uh how how are you all doing today You've been looks like you all have been working uh rather hard
0: and he yeah. um igno- ign- ignores your question he's he's still kind of looking at you almost past you and he goes N- no one ever no no one ever comes from the uh from camp f- uh down the dirt road everybody comes from the power plant so who are you, who are you guys like he's, I, well, he, like again are all's directional just doesn't kind of jive we
3: are here um as my friend will tell you we are here for a surprise inspection of these facilities
0: <laughs> <laughs> and like are you pointing at June Jimmy I'm pointing at Jimmy um so <laughs> so this 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 guy kind of looks at you and follows your finger and he kind of looks o- over your shoulder and seems to just kind of like peer through uh through jimmy and all of a sudden he just tilts his head and he goes jimmy is that you <laughs> do i recognize him <laughs> uh roll roll uh
2: we'll say a knowledge check probably gonna pass what's an, what is knowledge straight intelligence
0: i think so 19 um you recognize him almost immediately and he used to be um one of the uh uh one of like the muscle men one of the enforcers of one of the people that you would do jobs for (laughs) that you get jobs from what's his name uh you recognize his name as astor 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 (laughs) so like they're they're friends they would have been friends they, they would have been on this, the same this, this, team. This is, they would have been on decent with, terms with with uh, they. They recognize each other. I will say in his questioning, it's not like a malice like Jimmy. It was like <laughs> like kind of like a quizzical. Is that you? Um, no, you don't sense any hostility. But Tins, this is where you kind of get to spin whatever background you want for him. I've given you the framework, so you can take it away with your deceiving or your storytelling. This is uh, this is a moment for you to shine, buddy.
2: <laughs> well. I think in this specific situation, as it's unfolding, uh, Jimmy Jimmy gives him a little wink, and he says, uh, Jimmy, uh, my name's Dusty Dugnut. Uh, we're here to investigate this facility. And then he winks at him. Did I say wink already? He winks at him.
1: June, June looks at the man and like winks too, like double winks, <laughs> trying to catch on to what Jimmy's doing. She's like, we're here to investigate the uh, environment of the workers to make sure that, that all health codes are up to par and that you know everyone's being treated fairly and equally and getting paid what they deserve. So, so he, Jimmy
2: he, Jimmy is once again massaging <laughs> yeah, the brand. was of of just nose. looking around like going like what is it, he just like it's theatrically looking upward at <laughs> at, at the sky. And June wakes like, like
1: five more times. She's oh. like, yeah,
2: yeah. What she said. That's what we're here to do. That's who we are. So,
0: what's A- your name, friend? So, A- Aster hears you say all that, and he looks around, and he just goes, "Yeah, man. Like we're all we're all prisoners here. It's cool. Like, it's, like <laughs> it's fine. It's really okay. And if you guys have stuff in your eyes, we got we got some drops for that, buddy.
2: I knew that. I knew that. And you knew that. And you knew that I knew that." um this is a thing
0: okay what's so he, he lo- he hey just, he how you pe- been
2: what's your how's your how's your how's your life
0: how's the kids <laughs> well life is shitty buddy like i'm <laughs> i'm literally used as slave labor and he he looks over his shoulder he goes uh uh martin i f- finished meal prepping and he turns back to you and he's he just looks he goes uh jimmy if you're if you're here there must be uh must be money to be made at the power plant uh what what, what are we doing how, what's uh, what's our angle
1: Well,
2: who knows, man? Who knows? I say that sincerely. We're here to check the place out, learn what we can. What? I'll tell you this. The people who sent us here did not tell us it was a jail. I didn't know anything about this place. They sent us here. They said it's a power plant in a town. We're just going to check it out. Nothing to worry about. Uh, No guards. We'll just stroll in. And uh, we arrived. And it's a prison, so I'm shocked by that small piece of information. Can you uh, shed any light on that?
0: Uh, and he goes, "Yeah, I mean every everybody here has been it has been convicted of something, rightfully, wrongfully so. And trust me, none of us knew this place existed until we were brought here, either." And he starts kind of like pointing at his uh, his neck band or the the band the silver band around his neck. And he goes, uh, these things pretty much can't come off, and they make sure we can't go anywhere. I think they're linked to the, to the to those to those big uh, spires that are around the dirt road that you guys came in. Uh, and as far as I'm concerned, I don't think anybody really has any knowledge of this place when they leave because nobody's ever came back or tried to help anybody out. So. Your guess is as good as mine, but trust me, nobody knew what we were getting into. We got convicted with, uh, well, for me, um, for me, it was shoplifting. I was stealing gum. And then he, like, winks back at you like hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh But th- they sent me here, and I, I don't really know when I'm going to be uh, released. What What do they have you guys doing? Uh, I mean, we work at the power plant. We, we have rotating shifts. The- us here, we're about half of who works there uh and then you know we kind of have a night shift and a a day shift you know and you guys kind of showed up in the day so they're the night shift um and it kind of looks like maybe they're a late lunch kind of dinner is kind of what they've got going on but they're they're the night shift
3: if um if we wanted to um into the uh power plant would do how do you think the best approach uh would be do you think we could, I don't know, walk in uh, with you all when you all go in for your next shift?
0: Well, uh, Yeah, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. I don't see why that wouldn't work. Um, you guys d- don't really have the same dress look that we do, so that might be a problem, but... Uh, what? So, so, being the first person
2: I've ever talked to who has actually been here and knows anything about this place we're supposed to be infiltrating uh i mean what's it look like in there what's are there guards do you guys just walk around they keep you here with the collars
0: what what's the deal so the collars limit us being able to leave we'll say again like picture the map like you came in from west going east so you're kind of like the northwest you guys walked down the center of the camp is now like south like dead south the collars keep us from going north and out of here the cliffs any kind of points in the sea like they keep us from going north or east further east so our only path south is to the opening leading into the power plant and that's uh i mean that's just like the power plant always was it's built into the mountainside i've never seen it change but there's military police walking around there's i mean plenty plenty of folks with with firearms and fancier looking outfits than i have on
2: what what about the bridge you said the cliffs what about the bridge we just walked over
0: so i i think i nobody's tested it but we think the collars are connected to the spires there that's what keeps us from going that way
1: june is eyeing the collars and she says you never try to take those things off you never tried
0: to uh, escape Uh, we've, I've seen one person try and take it off and they're not here. So uh, it's, you know, it's shitty, but at least I'm alive. Do you, do you think they keep
1: track of the collars for sheer number or are they picking you out of the crowd and they got your name? They know who's tied to the collars.
0: I, I don't know if they, if they know us by name. Let me stop you right there. We're not putting
2: suicide collars on.
1: I don't mean okay, Jimmy. It's just a thought. I'm just gathering more information. <laughs> Aster leans in and goes, I wouldn't put the collar on if I didn't if I wasn't forced to. Okay, I'll step back. Continue.
2: Well, so you don't know any you guys don't know anything weird about this power plant. Nothing you notice out of the ordinary. It's a power plant.
0: Uh I mean there's uh, I think there's- he's like, I think there's multiple levels. We're only kept on the entrance level. Um, I can kind of tell you how that's laid out. Uh, but that's, that's all I've seen in my work shift is that that's, that's where our whole shift is kept is on that entry level. I can tell ask you about you this. that.
1: Let me ask you this, Astor. When you, when it's time for your shift, what happens? You guys are out here in the open, right? When it's time to go, Where do you go?
0: Uh, So we follow, and he kind of points south, and it's just, uh, again, another dirt path that kind of turns into uh, like a poured concrete uh, wider area that almost like maybe a vehicle could actually get up to kind of go up into camp if necessary. Um, It widens out, um, bends to, like as you're looking at it, bends to the right to what you can kind of see as just an open area. It's like, oh, we I mean, we walk down there, we get we get ushered through the gate as a as a check-in. Um, and then we go to our stations inside of uh inside of the, the first level of that power plant I was telling you about. That's where we work. We work our twelve, get a couple breaks, and uh, you know, then they call the shift change and we we swap, we walk back up here and do our best to to keep ourselves occupied and not thinking about all the bullshit we're getting being put through. What type of outfits do the guards wear? for For the sake of like cheat coding, because I don't think we've really ever established this. Picture the same military police uniforms you've seen at the guards at the Dunright food place. Okay, so I guess now we could, I guess we could actually establish what that looks like. I'll say, for the sake of the storyline, it is that uh, blue, black, and um, like light blue kind of uh, like ice water kind of digital camo looking stuff. That's what we'll say it is. Do you know where they hang out? They got a barracks, a rec room, something like that? I, I don't know that. I don't know that. None of them come up here. I know that. If we walk down this street, keep going straight, how long before we see our first guard? Uh, There's no shift. He's kind of like thinking, doing some mental math, and he's like, uh, tell you what. Why don't I go, just just stay here. I'll go look. They know who, they, they recognize me at least. And I can just say I'm going for a walk. Sure. So he, he leaves, peels the corner, kind of disappears from sight. You, just, you hear a little bit of yelling, like inaudible yelling. Ah, yeah, yeah. And he's, uh, he, he turns the corner. You kind of just see him have his hands. He's like, all right, calm down. And he comes back up and he goes, well, when you kind of hit that corner there, there there's, there's one. There's one right there. you got a gun yes
2: all right um jimmy's jimmy's starting to come up with a plan um what's what's the terrain like he so he walked around the
0: corner on like the little path right yeah is there? it's a dirt road that turns around
2: is there like a hill
0: yeah it's like a downward slope that peels to the right uh we'll say kind of it's a 90 degree bend that kind of recesses almost again i it, i mean it recesses kind of into the mountain so you could only see to some point like it, your vision was obscured um but the terrain itself is dirt road into poured concrete and you can just see a little bit past the bend um a little bit of open space that maybe is like a large platform kind of a a maybe similar to uh, outside of the Dunright Foods place, just an open platform for machinery, supplies, things like that, that maybe are put.
2: But is there like a a hill that we could crawl up on to see, like look down at? what's on the other side of the bend without being immediately spotted
0: oh yeah yeah sorry I misunderstood the question so the bend goes around and the reason it has to go around is because it's going around a part of the mountain where the power plant is actually recessed into like he was saying so you could go off the path and kind of work your way a little bit up the mountain to get to a point where you are looking aerially down okay Jimmy
2: turns to the squad and he says all right we got a plan, and step one of the plan is, let's go get ourselves a guard uniform. And then he starts strolling off toward that cliff.
1: Okay. Uh, June, June kind of stop, Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Wait, one second. No offense, but I, I've seen the guards around here. I saw the guards at the Dunright Foods. I saw the guards, you know, we saw the guard here at the beginning. These guys see each other every day. They're not just gonna—they're not just gonna believe that three new guards showed up.
2: Look! 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 It's a power plant. It's gigantic. Hundreds of people have to work here to keep this place running. They don't all know each other. And in fact, if somebody they didn't know walked up with, say, let's say, Dusty Dugnut ID, what are they gonna—what uh, are, are they gonna think?
3: I um. Not to interject um, here, but um, this god who we're going to take his uniform, he's going to have um, an ID as well. Um, and But we are not going to be able to present ourselves as him. Because, I mean, the gods that protect these people are probably like lower level gods. And they'll probably know this god. And so I, 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 I think we should maybe formulate a different um plan we don't
2: have entrance. to we don't have to use his id to identify ourselves but we could use it if we need to open any doors
1: june turns to astor astor when's your next shift
2: june's june's leaning heavy on pretending to be prisoners we're gonna
1: <laughs> listen i'm
0: gonna, but, s- I'm gonna uh, say okay, the shift so, shifts
1: so jimmy s- says that jimmy says that and june turns to jimmy she's like listen if I'm a prisoner and you're a guard, all you got to do is let me out. You could get a guard uniform. You could get his keys. You can let me out. But if I see a different part of the power plant, I might get better information, different information. We could cover all bases. What? Let you out of what? What are you? What are you talking about? I don't know. Let me out of my job. Take me aside. Say I need this person for a special job. Something yes, like that.
2: I agree. Step two of the plan is we're gonna walk right in, and I'm gonna I, and, and you guys are uh, new admittees or something. But we got to get the uniform
0: first.
1: Well, it would make sense if a shift's about to start. So Astor leads <clears throat>
0: uh, shift starts in two hours. And then he just kind of like fades back out of your own conversation.
2: <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy waves his hands and theatrically and again starts strolling off toward the mountain.
1: Jimmy stays put or J- June stays put. She's going to wait. She's, she looks back to Astor and she like she's got this red scarf. That kind of goes down like a like a kerchief, basically, like that goes around her neck and down to her chest. And she pulls that up around her neck to be like right under the chin where it would cover like where a collar would go. And she says, Astor, be honest with me. Do you think this would work? Do they take tally? Do they know your faces that well?
0: And she, he, I, he eyes uh, you uh, and eyes the, the kerchief, and he goes, I don't think you got a problem with uh, hiding the necklace because those are just uncomfortable. So we're always dabbing sweat away from him. And, but he, he kind of points up and down and goes, But none of us are dressed like that. And he literally just points over his shoulder, and everybody's outfits are just way f- more weather worn and tattered and beaten than what you've currently got on.
1: Well, you got anything extra? You got anything around here that might work?
0: I I mean, most of our clothes are made from the tents, the tent flaps. So I'm sure we can get you something. I, um, I, is there, um,
3: is there any like mud puddles or anything, uh, nearby that maybe we could, I don't know, roll around in (laughs) to, um, dirty ourselves so that maybe we fit in a little bit, uh, better?
0: Fuck, buddy. I don't. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I thought you were saying that out of character, but in your voice,
3: <laughs> I, um, I he's just, he's just like I uh, <laughs> I I'm doing my best. Uh, I mean, but right now, Brian run. is sick, I, so uh, talking like Mortimer is a little hard. <laughs>
0: He, he's like he, he doesn't know how to answer your question like fuck i don't know make mud wait
2: oh, jimmy jimmy's like i'm gonna let you guys figure this out and he strolls off back in the direction he was going before to to creep up the cliff overlooking where the where he believes the guard to be
0: uh, uh. so for the sake of jimmy saying he's do, he's doing that three times let's actually pan the camera to jimmy <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hello, everybody. This is Joe. Thank you for listening in to episode eight of Meet in a Tavern. If you're tuning in when this episode first comes out, we are in the midst of something going on globally, the coronavirus. Everybody knows about it. Everybody's been hearing about it. I don't want to talk too much about it because this is a fun podcast to bring you happy times. But I do want to say um, if you're a patron subscriber and you are struggling financially, please, 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 we don't want you to be donating to the show. We want you to stay safe. We want you to stay well. We want you to stay healthy. Um, and that goes for everyone. We hope you are staying safe, healthy, and well, and are finding every little bit of happiness that you possibly can during this time. So um, that being said, we do want to give a shout out and uh, a very... Very big thank you to those that are continuing to support us on Patreon. Um, we will be adding some extra content during this time just to give you a little bit more to listen to while you're, you might be at home, uh, kind of twiddling your thumbs, looking for more content. So be on the lookout for that. Um, and a very, very, very special thank you to those that donate $15 or more a month to the show. Our, Master Trainer Patrons: Jonathan Zeman, Andre K, Jello Crew, Tarkin Davis, Darth Nate, No Holly Roxana, Rockin' R's Woodsharp, Strive for Honor, Max Bender, Anthony Cole, Mary Demau, Caitlin Harvey, Lorne Rouse, James Wallingford, Garant. Garrett Johnson, Joey Balboa, Fumbles, O'Brien, Spoopy Fondue, 8-Bit Wizard, Sam J.O. Melton, Aldenock, I think, Team Finch, Charles Hollow, Chris Nelson, Adam Hoffling, Mark Deacon, Matthew Watson, Raver E. Alice, Brandon Galbraith, Super Average Jason, Michelle Stevens, Brendan Endicott, Grant Trickle, Liquor Locker, And that's it. So thank you guys so, so, so much. Um, and like I said, everyone to everyone listening, um, stay stay well, stay safe, stay healthy, um, and enjoy the rest of the show. And we'll see you in a couple weeks.
0: Uh, so you're, you're heading up. It's a fairly, it's not that difficult of a ridge to kind of climb. Um, so we'll say the first 50 feet, you're fine. Uh, but you need to make some pretty, um, I don't want to say difficult, but uh, adept maneuvers for like the last 20 feet uh, to silently get into position to get an aerial view of uh, kind of what would be around the bend. So if you could give me a, an athletics check for that. Um, I'd appreciate it. Or uh, an acrobatics check. One of the two. It's fine. Okay. Acrobatics. Five. Wow, sir. Okay, so... um, Give me a stealth check. That is
2: a... (laughs) 14.
0: Okay. So... Um, as you're climbing up, you are able to just get to that location. Um, but as you get the last like five feet of your travel, you kick out some huge loose rocks, and those start tumbling down uh, down the mountainside. Um, and those the the noise and the rumble like snaps the guard's attention, and he looks up, uh, kind of in your direction. Um, and we'll say you kind of like suck yourself against the like the ridge, and he doesn't notice you, but he's now looking in that direction. So he doesn't know you're there, but he is now focused in that direction. Well, let me ask you two questions.
2: Okay. Question one, is there... I intended to use a Pokemon in this situation. Okay. (laughs) Is there a ridge in the area kind of not where I'm standing that he would not be looking at necessarily? Uh that I could toss my Pokemon over to maybe while he's, maybe even while he's looking in my direction, something's happening in a different direction.
0: Um, I would say yes, but you do risk him seeing the Pokeball. That is an, that is a risk that you know exists with this strategy. You know where he's looking, that no matter where you toss that Pokeball, there's a chance he sees it in flight. All right. Question two, can I just chill out for 15 minutes? Yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah, I just, I just, I just. Uh, <laughs> sure. So what I'm gonna do, Tins, um, just roll another stealth check, and I'll just roll it against my perception. And if if you beat it, we'll say he loses focus on that area and kind of tears his uh, tears his eyes back to where they're supposed to be. Dirty twenty. Uh, natural one so he oh, <laughs> he he looks he donald trump's right into the sun and he God. like all of a sudden he just starts blinking like his eyes were wide open but then they start watering and he starts blinking like crazy he's seeing the spots in front of him and he just starts like shaking his head and his focus is like huh? and he kind of like hush and look at the sun he's kind of like muttering to himself and uh so you're good where you are let's jump back to uh mortimer and june
1: June June has already made friends with some of the other people in the shanty town and is like ripping tattered like pieces of cloth off the tents to try to make her her prisoner outfit.
3: As she is ripping these off, uh, Mortimer just kind of approaches. Um, so June, I um I just had a thought, and what if we approached uh, the god and said that Yella sent us? To um, get some help in wrangling, maybe uh, like a mill tank got loose and lost its collar, and maybe they'll send guards um, down the road, which would give us an opportunity to sneak into the power plant.
0: So let me let me just make a quick interjection because I think this might inform June's answer. June, if I'm not mistaken, you were the one that noticed the collars on the mill tanks, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, do a knowledge check. 17. Um, you are fairly convinced that the same type of technology that is around the mill tanks, uh, that were the mill tank collars, are the same as what's around these people's necks.
1: You know, I thought of that when I first saw them. Joe did. Um, so can I assume with a 17 that there's some kind of, like, GPS, like, they'd easily be able to say, mm, there's all the Militank are accounted for where they're supposed to be?
0: Um, based on the fact that the person comes around and does uh, you know kind of a quality assurance check on all the Pokemon, you learn that from Yellow, I think that's mm-hmm. a fair deduction. I'm not going to tell you if it's true or not. I'm just saying that's a very logical conclusion based on all the information you have so far.
1: Okay. Um, here's another thought. I guess I wouldn't be able to figure this out. But
0: are, th- are the collars exactly the same? N- For your information, no. Would June be able to discern what that difference is? No.
1: Okay, okay. So I was thinking, like, if they're exactly the same, then maybe we could steal a collar, kind of, like, throw it off to the side. That wouldn't work. Um, so June turns to Morty. She's like, Morty, you know those collars, that the collar that Astor and the prisoners have, and the collars that the Militank had, I think they're similar. I think they they're tracking these people, they're tracking these Pokemon, I'm not sure that that's going to work, unless we somehow convince them that a Militank came free of their collar. And those things were on pretty tight, I saw them. Um, That that does, that
3: that makes sense now that you um, have explained that to me. Um, Rather than maybe like trying to steal a god's uniform, like maybe we should go and and try and bribe a god. Like, the people here probably don't have a lot of money, but, like, maybe we could go and talk to the guard and see what he makes in the day and just kind of be like, hey, would you like to go home sick and maybe leave your uniform behind um, and we could just reimburse you for lost pay plus uh, some extra?
1: I, I I agree with you. I I think there's definitely some kind of strategy. I think we're going to have to honestly play it by ear. I mean, Jimmy's good. I've seen him in action. He's probably being extremely successful in whatever he's doing right now.
3: <laughs> I, I feel, I feel um, less confident. However, um, if, if Jimmy fails and is found out, I, I think we might lose our opportunity to um, uh, grease the
1: palm, so to say. That's true. But here, listen to me. Listen to, <laughs> listen to this, though. <laughs> but, Morty, I mean, I agree with you. I I do, and I think these are great ideas, and this could help us in a pinch. But think about if you were a guard here, if you were keeping track of people based on their collars, and you're letting them roam free on the grounds, we probably have free roam of this place because they think we're hooked up to collars, so they're not worried about where we're going. So we, I, uh, I mean,
3: for for me with my you know like my orange bandana, um, and you. Um, I think it might be highly possible for us to hide uh, those things, uh, Jimmy. I I don't know.
1: That's right. Jimmy um, Jimmy's gonna blend in with the guards, so he's just our second line of defense. If shit goes awry,
3: you know what, June? I said that I would follow your lead, so whatever you say, I I am on board.
1: But Jimmy, June puts a hand on Mortimer's shoulder, and she says, "But you have some great ideas, Mortimer." <laughs>
3: That's that's really what I wanted was some validation. Thanks. Of course. I thought and for I sure you're
0: going to put your hand on your shoulder and just go, okay, boomer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Missed opportunity. Um, you have some really great ideas, Mortimer. And listen, if if we got to think on our toes, though, you have all these ideas up here. Keep them there because we might need them. Uh,
3: I'm I'm just afraid that um, when we need them, I won't be able to. Um, Get rev up the engine, or I, uh, the the hamster wheel will stop turning. You know, um, sometimes under pressure, I, uh, I just kind of
1: lose it.
0: Listen uh so on that note we're snapping back over to Jimmy. I just kind of lose it, man. So we're over to we're over to Jimmy.
1: Life alert. Mortimer the Joker.
2: <laughs> Morty's getting a little twisted. Um okay, so Jimmy ha- kind of I will say he peeked over the corner, realized the guard's not looking up at him anymore. Um has sort of surreptitiously Released Gothita okay. next to him. Okay. And he leans over. And he puts a hand on Gothita's shoulder. She's a little... <laughs> she still didn't like me very much. And he's like, listen. Gothita. The Goth Pokemon. You hate authority. I'm with you on that. If you look over the edge there, there's a guard. And what I want you to do is lean over there and subtly, so that he doesn't realize you're doing it, uh, use confusion on him until he passes out. Roll it up. What? What? what do you want me to just roll like an attack, Correct. or how do you want me to do it? Yep. Okay.
0: Roll an attack, please. I'm gonna say with advantage since it's on an unsuspecting target. Uh, 16. Good enough. Good enough. However, hold on. Let me. Let me just. Uh, okay. So, the 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 guard starts to kind of like almost almost like he's kind of like his head's getting pulled in one direction. He just kind of like twitches, kind of like the thriller dance, like twitch to his shoulder, <laughs> um, and he, he just kind of starts getting dizzy and blinking a lot. Um, and he actually he just pages and he's like, I don't, I he goes, uh, uh, Chet, I I don't know what's going on. I don't I don't feel too good, and he then he just kind of. Teeters forward and passes out. But he, when when I say I was using the watch because I'm used to doing that for you guys, but it was like a chest walkie-talkie that he kind of like pages in at. Um, so that that's that's kind of you 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 beat it, but not soundly enough to to get away with it scot free. So that's, that's okay. That's the situation you're dealing with right now. So Jimmy Jimmy
2: throws a glance up the road. Does he see anybody coming at that moment?
0: At that moment, no.
2: Okay. So what Jimmy's going to do first? Pat's goth it on the back. He does. Great fucking job. Great fucking job. Uh, and kind of hoists her up onto his shoulder. Um, and then he ta- He takes out his other Pokeball. He, uh, let's see, how do, how do I do this? He lets Timber out on the same crevice. And he says, Timber, I'm about to toss you down there. You're strong. You're a fighter, okay? I'm going to toss you down there because you can get down there a lot quicker than I can. And I want you to drag that guy around the corner
0: back to camp. Okay. Uh, do a, a straight... Uh strength check <laughs> with uh with Timber. Okay.
1: <laughs> June Mortar I'm just gonna see this Pokemon dragging this guard.
0: Eleven. Um Okay, so that's not quite gonna sort it out. Um What does Timber do with his four x four? Let's regul <laughs> let's let's rectify that for a second. Is he using it to try and move the Person, or did he like leave it with you? Where's that at right now?
2: I'm gonna say he he uses it to like lever the guy's like legs up into his arms, and then puts the two by four like kind of lays it across his chest.
0: Okay, and he's 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 like pulling by the legs. Yeah, Um, the body is moving very, very, very slowly, and it's incredibly clumsy. Jimmy sees that this is <laughs> he, happening. He is making positive <laughs> progress, just egregiously slow. <laughs> because it's a Pokemon dragging a full-size man.
2: Okay, Jimmy sees that he's struggling, sees the, <laughs> perhaps the folly of this plan, and he's going to try to scramble down the mountainside as quick as he can. Okay, uh, give me acrobatics or
0: athletics acrobatics is an eight wow so you make it about halfway down um and your foot just catches a loose rock and you and Gothita just eat shit for like the last 15 feet (laughs) and like land with like a like a kind of like a, a, a hollow like or like an empty thud and both of you just careen up some dust um and for shits and gigs each of you take four damage. Okay. You and Gothita. <laughs> okay.
2: Um, t- Jimmy uh, Jimmy shakes it off, gets up, shakes him off. He's got a little bit of a nosebleed. He's like, that's fine, this is fine, meant to do that. And then he runs over to Timber and starts helping him drag the guy
0: <clears throat> as quick as he can. Okay, so um, we already know what Timber's strength roll is. Uh, give me a strength roll for Jimmy. 10. Okay, so um, in your desk, <laughs> that des- adds That's up twenty-one. To That's twenty-one, 21. altogether. Cool. <laughs> yes. Um, I'll be the Pokemon game master here. All right. <laughs> uh, both, unacceptably low to move a human being, but um, you you're you're making a little bit faster progress, and you're uh making the turn. I'm gonna do a perception check. Oh, ooh. Um, uh, 19. So uh, uh, the guard that you presume, maybe Chet, whomever he radioed into, um, he's, he sees the corner and he just sees the last, uh, last bit of the guard be drug around the corner. So just like his head and arms are kind of like on the last pull to get him around the bend and out of, out of sight, the guard just catches that in the corner of his eye. And now How? June and Morty see you turn the corner along with Astor. Um, okay. But you don't see, did, does Jimmy see the guy look? He just. No, because he Jimmy's around the bend, Timber's around the bend, and is around the bend, but the guy just right. sees the last pull. So, okay, you, so they wouldn't well, Jimmy, have seen him notice.
2: Jimmy knows, though, that we got trouble coming. Yes. And he starts waving everybody over. To where
1: June, he's at. June rushes. June sees. Uh, June was just talking to, uh, what, you know, one of the women in the camp, and she rushes. She sees Jimmy and just rushes over there. Like Jimmy, what
0: the hell did you do? Okay, Shut I'm pausing. I'm out. pausing right here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try something that I've always wanted to do. I'm gonna roll a d6, and whatever number I get is how many minutes until that person turns the corner in real lifetime So you guys will have okay. that much time <laughs> to drum up Wait. a plan. So I'm letting you guys know right now. Okay, three. And three, it starts... Three minutes. So you have three real-life minutes to sort this out before that guard peels okay. the corner. Three, okay. two, one, three minutes. Okay. Weekend it, at Bernie's. When June
2: is, June is walking up <laughs> and starts talking, Jimmy is, Jimmy is slashing across his neck. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut um, up. And he runs up, and he's like, we got guards coming out, of, out of, around the corner. I don't know how many... Maybe just one, maybe more than one. They're gonna be here in any minute. We gotta get shit. ready to shit. do something. Shit,
1: shit, shit, shit. Okay, June, June like throws off the rags that from her tent. She like quickly. She's got her normal clothes underneath, and she turns to the prisoners and she says, "Guys, get out of here. We don't, we don't want them catching you and thinking you did something about this. Get into your tents. Run across the hill. Don't be seen. We'll take care of this." What if we what
3: if we put him in a tent and then when the god comes, we have them tell the god that he ran up the road.
2: They just saw sick. Jimmy. Hey, 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 hey! Hold on. He said he was sick. He'd head over the communicator, he's sick. Somebody saw him. They dragged him around the corner. They put him in a tent. Cause he he passed out. That's a great idea. And, Let's and do he it. he doesn't have on his god Jimmy, uniform. Jimmy's already pulling on the leg. They took it off. Yeah, that's right, right. And he took his uniform off. <laughs> <Okay.
3: Tell laughs> he, was, he overheated.
2: Okay. Uh I like that plan. Jimmy is dragging and waving his hand, dragging the guy by
1: the. leg.
3: Mortimer runs over and starts help, like dragging, helping drag him by the legs while simultaneously pulling on his guard uniform to try and take off his clothes.
1: June looks for a place to
2: hide. What did the prisoners do, by the way? Did they actually leave? Because that they shouldn't have done that.
0: I, I, there. It's you get to tell me what they do. This is your show. I think they're they're like
1: their their heads are going back and forth between June and the other two and June and the other two and they're confused as to what to do and finally Jimmy says the final word so they prepare to put on their best acting uh, but June's gonna look for a place to hide not be involved just in case things go wrong and we need to resort to battle so can June look Jimmy, for
2: Jimmy says we are gonna resort to battle after we spring the trap we're springing the trap. Let's go. And then he looks at Astor and he's like, Astor, heat stroke. He had a heat stroke. Let's get him in the tent. And hopes that a- some guys a- come help. Astor
0: grunts, throws, a- throws the guy off his shoulder like with ease and just, <laughs> just starts uh, a-, a pretty quick, brisk stroll to one of the lower tents on the lower bowl. You've got 30 seconds if you want to layer anything else to this plan.
1: June would still like to look for a place to hide. Behind the guard when he comes in, just so we have a flanking position. You
2: find Jimmy, Jimmy also wants to get out of sight.
1: Okay, so where do you guys
0: go? It's you guys get to tell me. Are there are there bushes? Just bushes around. I'm letting you en- envelop your environment how you want here. Okay, there, there's
2: like some rocks and cliffs. It's kind of boulders leading up to the cliffs. Jimmy goes. He gets behind a rock. Kind of positions himself so he could see the front of the tent. He can see when the guard goes in. Um, and, but the guard won't see him when he's walking up. Okay, Jim, you're locked in.
0: You've got 15 seconds.
1: Joe, yeah, what's June, June doing? June gets, June gets behind a tent that's nearby the medical tent that the guard
0: Good. is Morty, in. Morty, where are you at? Five, Morty's four. staying
3: in the tent. He's stripped down totally naked, sitting by the body. <laughs>
0: okay, so guard has its clothes off, is in the tent with Aster and Morty. You two are hiding, and the other uh, prisoners are around their campfire, seemingly eating. They're acting as normal as possible. And the, uh, a, uh, a fairly tall and lanky guard peels the corner um, and has his firearm up against his shoulder. And he's kind of shaking a little bit. Tim! Tim! Everybody! Everybody stay where you are! And he's, he's slowly walking up the, the dirt road. He's, he's coming closer to um, the, the folks eating. And he starts yelling at them. Where's Tim? Where's Tim? I saw him. He 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 got pulled up here. Tell me now. And he starts like shaking the gun and in, in, in different hey, people's I, faces.
3: Tim Tim's in here. He's sick. Come in this tent.
0: Can you hear? <laughs> can you hear where I'm at? And he 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 points the gun at the tent. And he goes, "You get out of the tent. You get out of the tent." Where's Tim? Mortimer walks out,
3: butt naked.
1: June releases Aaron, and Aaron <laughs> uh, like at. at First glance, he's like super excited to see her. He hasn't been out of the pokeball for a minute. But June like cups her hand over his mouth and she just puts her finger to her lips like shh. Uh,
2: So that <laughs> happened. Jimmy also has Timber out, but also behind the rock where hopefully he's not. So has Gothit been dark. returned?
0: Now we'll say no. Gothit is with him too. Okay, so Morty comes out stark naked. Your Timber was already out. Scratch that. Timber part. and uh, I never put Gothed them away. Both out. Yeah, I never put them away. Okay, so. Morty, you come straight out and uh, Chet Points his going Why are you out of your prisoner clothes? Why are you? Out of- I'm assuming. Na- did you Morty's keep a like- collar on? You're stark naked, so he wouldn't. I mean, see Morty-, Morty. Morty emerged like, kind of like
3: sideways. Also, like, <laughs> I would think the shock of like a completely naked man stepping out of the <laughs> might 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 distract.
2: <laughs> do a
3: shock and awe check. You didn't need
1: to do a wisdom <laughs> or a constitution save. I'll do
0: that. Okay. 15, which I'm assuming is enough to mentally recover from a naked human being. <laughs> probably, probably. Um, so like Morty, Morty's like so, waving so his, his shirt his, kind of so in front of his face. The constitution check was actually not to just start vomiting. Like, <laughs> as, as is now a common theme with any time Morty does anything. He goes, why are you naked? Or, right, I, well, where's Tim? Bring Tim your, out here. Your
3: friend, your friend can't walk. He passed out. I don't know, maybe he got overheated or something. I've got a, some water in the tent and I've been trying to rinse off his face and get him wet maybe ra- get him back i don't know you should really go in here and check on him this is really a strange situation i don't know why they brought <laughs> him to my tent why? they know what? they know when i'm in my tent that i don't like to be clothed
0: um but wait so are you I, I, are you a prisoner why why are you treating the guards like this we hate you and you hate us and he's like really angry now and I'm going to do just a perception check. You said you came out stark naked, right?
3: Yeah, we just w- holding my uh, with my shirt, yeah, in my hand.
0: Okay. That's a 14. I'm going to say he 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 doesn't see the collar on you. So he he's he doesn't see that you have a collar on.
3: As he and as he's waving his gun if He doesn't there, see
0: that he doesn't have a collar
3: excuse on me, or he, he sees he he, that he, not, doesn't he notices have a collar. that he does not have a collar on. As he's Mortimer Mortimer turns, Mortimer turns and starts walking back into the tent and to walk back into the tent, he has to like dip down a little. So his legs kind of bow and you see his like old man balls and he just kind of walks back in the tent.
2: Jimmy, while this is happening, Jimmy, Jimmy gives uh, June a meaningful glance and then he looks, he gives Timber a little, a little nod towards the guard as he is, I presume, still looking at watching, uh, what's his name?
1: Yeah, Aaron, uh, June. June hears this like exasperated voice in the guard and sees Jimmy and kind of turns the corner. Get gets to the corner of the tent where she can kind of look aside and see the guard and his back is turned to her because he's facing uh, th- the Tim's tent apparently. And she waves Aaron over and she whispers to him and she says, "Get that gun away from him." And Aaron leaps into the camp and with a thud. Uh, Kicks up a cloud of dusk and is going to fire a slap of mud at the guard's hands to try to knock the gun out.
2: Timber implicitly understood, as he always does, that Jimmy wanted him to hit the guard in the head with his four by four.
0: And he tries to (laughs) do that. Okay, so you guys will get first initiative, but I do want you to each do initiative roll to establish that, and then after these resolve, if the guard is still standing, I'll roll initiative and we'll go through another turn cycle. Okay. okay. Uh, 18 for June. 10. Okay, so as of now, it's June. Uh, uh, excuse me, Aaron, Buddy will get to act, and then uh, uh, Lenny will get to act. Um, and then we'll do... I'll roll initiative, and we'll do whatever that sequence is, assuming the guard is still standing.
1: Okay. So, Mud Slap as an action, Pokemon to Pokemon, like, slings a big slop of mud uh, in another Pokemon's eyes and, like, cakes it with mud so that it reduces their attacks. So, what I'm trying to do with Aaron is kind of, like, slap the dude's hand with mud and kind of cake it in this this Play-Doh-y mess so that the gun flies out, and he, he basically has an unusable hand for a short amount of time.
0: Okay. So is that just an attack against my AC?
1: Yeah, I got to make an attack roll. Okay. I get plus four bonus. That's a 16.
0: 16 is just good enough. You're going to get a similar to the confusion. Um, so kind of use this now as your frame of reference for these guards. Um, similar to the confusion. That just, just gets there. So, um, one hand is caked up. We'll say one hand is caked up. Uh, the, his other hand is still on, uh, on the firearm, but his one hand just seems to be gunked shut and he, like, can't no longer grip the gun with that hand.
1: So he was holding the gun with two hands?
0: Yeah. So it was, it was uh,. Okay we'll say whatever okay. semi-automatic rifle or something. So he's
1: he's unable to fire it. Correct. So the the, the hand you basically. covered up
0: is the one that would be the trigger finger hand.
1: Okay. It also does 3 damage to him.
0: Okay. So this kind of hits him and he he staggers, he staggers away but he is still uh, up. He's still up but caught caught off guards. All right. Um so
2: pa uh, Lenny Uses pound,
0: and a pound is 16. Uh, same thing. It's uh, it's going to have perhaps diminishing returns. Uh, let's roll some damage and see what that, how that goes. Uh, four. Okay. So uh, as Lenny kind of springs up and swings his big four by four, um, almost as if the caking hand Helped him to at least defend himself. He's able to deflect some of the blow. So he still takes four damage. But what would have been maybe a true strike to his forehead to knock him out, similar to the guard in the helicopter, he's able to kind of absorb some of it with his arm and um, and not be knocked out. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, and then I'm going to roll initiative and we'll go through another cycle. So I got is, 18. Is, is Mortimer still in the tent? He, he said he went back in the tent certainly he <laughs> hears this kerfuffle
1: certainly right, right right can i can i i
3: guess just put me at the end of the initiative
0: okay because i'm
3: i mean if i hear something like i'm gonna i'm assuming that they messed up my plan so
0: so i, I got an Wait, 18 was this, was this your plan i mean
3: yeah i had a good plan going and you all
0: ruined it so it's fine
1: <laughs> yeah okay
0: <you're> right. <laughs> sure um I got I got an 18, which I believe ties June. Uh,
1: yeah, my Dex mod, or my I guess we compare Dex scores. So my Dex is a 15. I don't know what the guards is.
0: Uh, so 15, what's that? Plus two. Plus two. Okay. Yeah. So you would have adv- you would have the advantage there.
1: Okay, sweet. So I'm gonna go up first. Um, and I say, Aaron, I said to Aaron, Bud, you did great. Good job." Uh, now he's. He's got one hand that doesn't work. Let's wrap it up. And uh, he's going to use rock tomb to kind of surround the dude's ar- the the gun hand with uh, just a collection of rocks that will kind of weigh it down and bring the gun down to the ground. Okay. So the um, guard needs to make a strength saving throw. DC 12. Okay. Natural
0: 19.
1: Okay. That passes. So the rocks kind of like pelt against the gun as as Aaron picks up some from the nearby hills and just kind of like surround the guy uh, but they fail to wrap around his arm and the gun stays put.
0: Okay. Um, so now Chet is freaking out. He is freaking out. He actually throws uh, his, his one hand is completely gummed up. He actually throws uh, the gun out of his off hand uh, reaches for his uh, his chest talkie and he goes, oh, I'm under attack. I'm under attack. Printer, prisoners uh, Prisoners are under attack. Or, or Prisoners are attacking. Pri- prisoners are attacking. Red alert. Red 10. Red 10. And he is just repeating this over and over again. He doesn't make any hostile actions, but he is howling into his walkie-talkie on his chest.
1: Ooh. Great. <laughs> just like we playing. Just like we drew
2: it up. <laughs> uh, I guess... I guess Timber does another pound. Wait, hang on. I got other moves. Uh I'm gonna instead, let's do a low kick. Timber's gonna do a low kick, like is is a, like I'm gonna say right into his solar plexus. Okay. Is that too high for a low kick? Not that it That's matters. Fair. Just flavor. The dice like settled on natural twenty and then rolled at the last second onto a two. Two is so that's a six. <laughs> two sixes will be a
0: bit
3: shy. Mortimer. <laughs> uh as you know, Mortimer's in the tent and they he hears all this outside. Clearly things are not going to, according to plan. So he grabs uh his Pokeball for his nose pass and goes, <laughs> I um well, it seems that it's come to this. <laughs> um and all of a sudden this just giant nose kind of starts peeking out of the opening of the tent alright at you do you do you smell that does it smell good <laughs> this is what we're going to do. I want you to tackle him just tackle just run straight ahead and tackle whatever you, if you hit it just say here he comes he's coming right at you <laughs> and achu at- just charges forward <laughs>
0: His name's Achu. 17. Achu the nose pass is going to strike uh, strike uh, this uh, this guard with a tackle. Um, explain to me how it looks.
3: Uh, so chew, you know, can't see what he's going, you know, what he's hitting. You just see the tent, like, kind of lift up a little bit and start bumbling forward and just running right into the guard. Um, and he boops him with his nose.
0: Okay. (laughs) A patented, a chew nose boop
3: for five damage.
0: Um, that hits, we'll say it it kind of like similar to what the low kick was trying to do. Um, it hits him in his solar plexus. It kind of like knocks the wind out of him and he stumbles back, um, and is incapacitated to the ground. Uh, for now. The guard is down, and the guard is not doing anything. We'll say he's unconscious. We'll say the hit knocked the air out of him, fell back, um, and and uh, fell unconscious from the lack of air. Shit.
1: Okay, June. Uh, June's
0: up. Yeah, and you're out of you're out of combat, so you guys can freely form your turns right now.
1: Okay, so June rushes up to find the gun, picks up the gun, and kind of puts her foot over the guard's chest and kind of points the gun at his face and kicks him in the head to see if she can get him
0: back awake. He he, he jostles awake.
1: Okay, call him off. Call him off right now. I'm not afraid to use this. <laughs>
0: he he just, It's a Jimmy, false alarm. Jimmy, Jimmy
2: Jimmy for the first time June has ever done anything raises his eyebrows with distinct <laughs> satisfaction.
1: <laughs> this was a false alarm. You saw nothing. It's a
0: prank. Uh, a a big, like, kind of like a a little bit of blood squirts out of, uh, Tim's mouth. Oh, no, excuse me, Chet's mouth. That's Chet. Um, and he goes, that's my gun. You can't shoot my gun. And he just starts laughing like that has nothing to do with him.
2: Timber, Timber, like, wallops him in the solar plexus.
0: No,
1: don't knock him unconscious again.
2: In the stomach, like in the, in the, like, in the ribs.
0: Okay, um... We'll say, we'll say you're going for non, just, just to, to frazzle him, not to do any damage. You don't have to roll anything. You're trying to get a, a point of force across, correct? Right. Okay. So actually, you know what's better? Um, if you don't mind, roll an intimidation check. Joe or Timber? Both or of you. Like I'm holding the gun to his head, so. Well, the gun has no, he, he's not afraid of the gun. A, a nine. Okay.
1: Uh, can I, hang can on. I have
0: advantage because I hit him in the in the ribs? So the advantage is you and June are both rolling. Okay.
1: But, uh, so I'm gonna say like I don't need a gun. You saw what these Pokemon can do. Look at this nose pest that just knocked you out. It is not <laughs> your day.
0: Hey. He like. <laughs> he la- he laughs at that, uh, but he's he's starting to get a little bit more a uh, little bit more nervous. That seems to, to carry a little bit more weight. <laughs> I am shocked that you guys haven't taken one of your incredibly heavy Pokemon and just set it on top of this man. Um, so, <laughs> something to think about for later. Um, yeah, hasn't thought of that yet.
1: I like cat sized. I, I need to roll my Intimidation, right? Still? Do I get an invi- uh, advantage? The advantage from is tweets, you, I was
0: going to take the best out of you and Tins with your combined efforts here. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> That's a natural twenty. <laughs> yeah. So um, after the shot to the ribs and the snot joke, he's like, <laughs> uh, and he reaches up and he he kind of uh, with with his free hand he pages in. He goes, "I was totally kidding. Nothing's nothing's happening here. Uh, just uh, Tim. Tim passed out." And I thought he was under attack, but uh, we're all good. Everything's good. I'll uh, I'll be back and I'll be back shortly.
1: <clears throat> and June says, "You did very good today." And then flips the rifle around to the butt and just slams it into his head and knocks him out.
0: He is now unconscious. Um, a few moments later, it says, <sighs> "Damn it, Chet! Why are you always raising these alarms?" Copy and Ch-. that's what comes over back over his walkie-talkie june kicks his head again and wakes him
1: up don't we won it's over
0: so
2: (laughs) jimmy jimmy punches him in the face and knocks him back out
0: thank you that was supposed to give you the all clear that you guys are in good shape the guy just uh uh-huh and then just gets knocked out again (laughs)